Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There are six teams on by for week 14. The Bears, Colts, Commanders, Falcons, Packers, and Saints. So as always, we will get right into it with 11 of your most requested players. Well, I'll say seven and then four extra ones I threw in there. All for fantasy advice for week 14 that you need to know. All right here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network. Sponsored by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Zach Cohen, at Zach Cohen FB on all social media, primarily Twitter and TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, it's there, whatever. If I sound a bit more energetic than my normal energetic self, just got done watching a fabulous day of World Cup soccer or football. I don't know why they call it football, but you get the point because the real football is fantasy football. And that's what we're talking about, as always, on BFP episode 61. We will start with a quarterback that has got everyone's head spinning. It is not Lamar Jackson, but rather his backup, Tyler Huntley. Huntley is almost certainly going to start this week against the Steelers after Jackson left last week's game in the second quarter with an ankle injury. And what did Huntley do? He scored 15.6 fantasy points in three quarters of play against the number one defense in football. Subsequently, Denver is the number two defense in fantasy football against quarterbacks, so you get the point. Huntley ran 10 times for 41 yards and a touchdown. This week, he faces Pittsburgh, and they are not the great defense that they used to be. They've allowed the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Huntley's rushing ability should give him a solid enough floor. I think if you add him... If you start him, you're probably going with the best possible option if you have one of your starting quarterbacks on bye or injured this week. I think Huntley could very well have a 20-point performance. Nothing crazy, but nothing too bad either. Sticking with players who have all of a sudden become fantasy-relevant, Rookie James Cook of the Bills. He's still not as proven as I'd like from a starting running back, but with buys this week, you might need to bank on the upside. Cook is a flex running back this week, and depending on how dire your situation is, you may need to start him at RB2, and honestly, you could do a lot worse. Props to my colleague Josh Larkey over at the 33rd team, where I am currently a multimedia producer for fantasy and betting. Larky has Cook as running back 22 this week, and here's what he said, quote, James Cook may have taken over the 1A role in the Bills' backfield as he had more total carries, more red zone carries, ran more routes, and had more targets than Devin Singletary. Cook reached 105 total yards in Week 13 against the Patriots, and Singletary's Week 6 performance was the only other time a Bills running back reached 100 yards this season. The Jets have a strong run defense, but have been fairly generous to running backs through the air, end quote. The rest of Josh's Week 14 rankings can be found on the 33rdteam.com. My opinion, if you start Cook, you're hoping he holds off Singletary, and it seems like he has a better shot to do that than to not do that. So Cook, not over the moon about him, but the potential is there, especially if the Bills find themselves up early. I want to talk about Justin Herbert real quick, but I'm not talking about him from a fantasy standpoint. I'm talking about him from a money standpoint, from prize picks. 
Because guess what? My prize picks prop of the week is this week. It's Justin Herbert over a half passing yards. Yeah, you heard me. One yard. All he needs is one yard. Prize picks is doing that promo this week where if Herbert does get that one yard, bang, you win. Here's some other prompts I like, though, while we're at it. I think I initially like a Deshaun Watson interception. Greg Dulcich over 10 fantasy points. Miles Sanders over 62.5 rushing yards. Brandon Ayuk over 3.5 catches. Daniel Jones over 28.5 pass attempts. Shout out to my colleague Ben Wolbranski. That's his best bet of the week. And I like Christian Kirk 13.5 fantasy points. That can all change. But if you follow me at Zach Cohen FB on Twitter, on TikTok, you will see my final five or six props to take on Sunday. And if you are not on prize picks, what are you doing? Sign up and deposit with my code ZCohen, Z-C-O-H-E-M, and they will match your deposit 100% up to $100. So for you non-math majors like myself, you put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks free, no strings attached, sign up, deposit, Z-Cohen, prize picks, boom. All right, it's time for some handcuffs. I'm pulling from my weekly waiver wire column I do every Sunday night and update through Tuesday over at the 33rd team. So I mentioned a few guys who I like. One of them already is relevant. Not for great reasons, at least in terms of the starter. But here they are. And remember, if you clinch a playoff spot, you're probably more inclined to start stashing these. If you need a roster spot this week for a potential starter, then yeah, these guys aren't the best. One of them will be, though. Now, all of these running backs could be thrust into the main role if the starter gets hurt. And keep in mind that this handcuffed data only encompasses the last five games. I wanted a more recent, accurate picture of where they stand. Handcuff number one, in no order, really. Jarek McKinnon has played 48% of the Chiefs' snaps in those five games, including during Clyde Edwards-Alaire's two-game absence. He also got a touchdown last week. He is honestly more of a 1B runner than people think in Kansas City, but if Pacheco does go down, McKinnon's role should skyrocket so long as CEH is out. The second handcuff, Matt Burita. He's been the only other running back to take snaps from Saquon this year, only roughly 21% of the Giants' snaps. But now, now that Saquon may be out, he's dealing with a neck injury. Brian Dayball ruled him as questionable on Friday. Rita's a flex play. He's facing the Philly defense, and they're actually pretty middle of the pack in defending running backs in fantasy football. Dontrell Hilliard has played 32% of the Titans snaps, second most behind Derrick Henry. Deion Jackson has played 24% of the Colts snaps, second most behind Jonathan Taylor. Of course, he's probably available because he is on a bye this week. Amir Abdullah has played 20% of the Raiders snaps, Third most behind Josh Jacobs and fullback Jacob Johnson. Now, he already played, so he might need to be someone you pick up on Wednesday once waivers clears. But either way, Jacobs did see 50 of the 62 running back snaps. He was so dominant that this really makes that backfield a bit tougher to maneuver and project who the true handcuff is. But either way, the stats say it could be Abdullah. Rounding out some of the most talked about players in fantasy football this week. My boy Michael Gallup, have we forgotten about him? He is approaching flex consideration. Dare I say he is already there based off his last two performances. He has seven plus fantasy points in each of his last five games. Solid, not great. But he also has seven plus targets in four of those games. And in that five game spam, Gallup has averaged the second most targets amongst a red hot Dallas offense. He's had 7-plus targets and 11-plus fantasy points in each of his last two games. And in his last game, in Week 13, 
Gallup had four catches on seven targets for two touchdowns and 18.3 fantasy points. He was also tied with CeeDee Lamb for the most targets. That means something, of course. Week 14, not the best matchup. Not someone I'm looking to get in your lineup. On surface, they're playing the Texans. That's great, right? Not really. Houston has surrendered only the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Makes sense. Houston sucks. Teams go up. They run the ball more. They pass the ball less. However, week 15, Dallas faces the Jaguars. And week 17, the Cowboys face the Titans. Both of those teams are bottom five in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. So even if you don't start Gallup in week 14, he has a juicy schedule for the fantasy playoffs. Let's stay in the NFC East. Darius Slayton is not a must start, but he has been the definition of consistency. He's averaging six targets, four catches, a nice 69 yards, 81 air yards, and 12.4 PPR points per game since week five, according to my colleague Josh Larkey. So if you start Slayton, you're expecting, let's say, 10 to 13 fantasy points. Now, the Eagles have allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year, so there is not much upside by any means in starting Slayton, especially with that shaky passing offense. If Barkley's out, maybe they'll throw the ball more, but also, do we really trust Daniel Jones? I know I don't. So if you're down bad or playing a good team, you might just need to shoot for upside, and Slayton doesn't really have that. But if you're playing up, you're facing a bad team, he can't afford to risk anything. I think Slayton's a fine flex and an all right wide receiver too. He should get the volume. Should be a fairly decent starter for you. Not someone that's going to cost you the week. Probably not someone who's going to win you the week either. Last two players before we get into my defenses and kickers to stream article I do every Wednesday on the 33rd team, sometimes on Tuesdays. This week it was tough. It was on Wednesday. So I, I did my advice a little bit differently this week. But for my tight ends... He is back. Greg Dulcich is a once again a low end tight end one. After 12.2 total fantasy points in the last three weeks, Dulcich blessed us with 14.5 fantasy points in week 13. He was the only Bronco to see more than four targets with seven. He also led the team in routes run. The big thing to keep in mind here: Cortland Sutton left that game early with a hamstring injury. And as of Friday, he is doubtful to play. Sutton and Dulcich are the bigger targets in what is a very mediocre Denver offense. The worst in football, dare I say. So no, he, Dulcich might not be the best option out there. But without Sutton, it should certainly help Dulcich's value to the point where he is a tight end one. And that just goes to show how terrible the tight end position already is, which of course helps Dulcich's value again. There are no good tight ends outside Travis Kelsey. You might just need to roll with Dulcich. However, what I will say, Denver's next three opponents, they look pretty good for Dulcich. Get the Chiefs, who've allowed the eighth most fantasy points to tight end. The Cardinals, who've allowed the second most. And the Rams, only the 21st most, but... Again, those first two matchups against the Chiefs and Cardinals make Dulcich look like maybe, maybe, if not a league winner, uh, a league keeping a floater. Do you, do you know what I say? Now? You might just be able to keep that position afloat for you while you hopefully win your league elsewhere. And finally, I got a sleeper for you. People in tune with the fantasy community are no stranger to this guy. You may be, though, and I don't blame you because he's a Titans tight end. 
Keep an eye on Shigozium Okonkwo. Who? Well, Okonkwo, he only has five targets in each of his last two games. That is not great. That's not great. But for a team that is in the bottom ten in passes per game, that's a pretty decent target share. And in week 13, Okonkwo caught four of his five targets for 68 yards and 10.8 fantasy points. He also led the Titans in receiving yards more than twofold and was tied for the most targets on the team. Luckily for him, he gets easier matchups over the next two weeks against the Jaguars and the Chargers, and both of those teams are just below average in allowing fantasy points to tight ends. Now look, Okonkwo is probably not a player to add in deeper leagues, but his usage could lead to fantasy relevancy over the next couple of weeks. Put him on your watch list. Like if you have a roster spot and you're really desperate at the position, doesn't hurt to just pick him up now. But this could be a guy that suddenly has a late season resurgence that could be a gem for your team in the fantasy playoffs. And with that, as always, I will run through pretty quickly my Week 14 Kickers and Defenses to stream. That article is on the 33rdteam.com, T-H-E-3-3-R-D-team.com. You can also find it on my Twitter, at ZachCohenFB. If you're listening through TikTok, well, that link is in my bio. The Kickers! Michael Badgley is probably the top option to stream. Matthew Wright of the Steelers could have some streaming value. And there are plenty of good kickers with tough matchups on paper. Ryan Suckup, Greg Zerline, and Robbie Gold. I'd prefer Gold to the three. He's been the more productive over the last four games. And the Niners offense could take a step back in the red zone without Jimmy Garoppolo, thus relying on Gold even more. I'm just putting it out there. I don't think Brock Purdy is that big of a step back from Jimmy G. I just think that offense is really tapered well to him. And if you want the full information and advice on all of those guys, again, it's in the article. I'm just trying to be pretty quick and efficient here. Streaming defenses was a bit easier because Kansas City's defense was available in over 60% of leagues, and they are playing the Broncos in Denver. They are the top realistic option to stream. I also kind of like Arizona on Monday Night Football. Now, I'm on record saying I think the Patriots could win that and send Cliff Kingsbury packing, but they're a sneaky option to stream. Go check out the article for why. Seattle defense is a high upside, low floor option to stream. Look, they could put up 20 points or they could put up 5 points. They're playing the Panthers. So that's going to be a weird game for sure. And again, just a few bullet points in the article. Not a hefty read at all. And with that ends another episode of the Breakout Football Podcast here on the Believe Network sponsored by Prize Picks. If you want to take those props, please, by all means, let's do it together. Reach out to me. Just sign up, deposit, use my code ZCohen, and you can just reach out on all social media at ZachCohenFB. As always, everyone have a great and safe week 14. Best of luck. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.